Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome to AfterBuzz TV. I am your host, Miriam Gonzalez. Welcome to Girls After Show. Ow! Yes, season four, episode eight. I am your host, Miriam. You can follow me on Twitter at Miriam L. Gonzalez. The name of this episode is Tad and Lorraine Avi N. Is it Shanaz? Shanaz. Shanaz. I think so, yeah. Joining me are my lovely panel of fabulous hosts. Hi guys, I'm Candy Buen, and what an episode, but I am on Twitter and Instagram at Candy Buen. And what's up guys, Spicy Mari in the building, I will be keeping it hot and sizzling as always. You guys can play with my Twitter at Spicy underscore Mari, or stroke my Instagram at Spicy underscore Mari. Yes, so tonight there was a lot going on in the episode, and we're just going to kind of be a little all over the place, as this episode is a little all over the place. This episode was a telenovela. It like, really was. We went from kind of losing <laughs> exactly. it on HBO Girls, it was getting a little dry, and then all of a sudden, this huge... Ten turn of events happened. It really was an interesting episode, and I'm I'm a little all over the place. So I, I, I wanted to start with Ray because I thought he was like the smaller storyline mm-hmm. tonight. Um, you know, he's out there campaigning for for the seat on the being the chair. Um, for you know, getting the horns beeping outside of his window, <laughs> which is driving him bonkers, and. Uh, you know, he's out there with Shoshana, which, you know, it's, it's nice to see them developing a friendship and her supporting his his wanting to be in politics and making a difference. And um, it was interesting to see them try to develop this friendship as far as, like, the conversation about uh, talking about their love life. You know, she, he, Ray sees her flirting and with what he called Tarzan. Yeah, with the Tarzan-looking <laughs> guy, which he was really kind of cute, and uh, gets a little on the jealous side. I and that's the thing is I don't know if Ray was jealous or if it was just annoyance. He wanted for him. her to continue like working. Yeah, and like I'm I'm always torn about Ray because every single time I think that maybe he still has feelings for her, uh, he throws us for a curveball and goes back to his feelings with Marnie, as we found out tonight. As you know, he she reveals to him that she has a date with Scott and uh and dates are always exciting you guys know <laughs> they really are like, and I'm excited for Shoshana like the fact that she has a new boo thing yeah and in the process of of you know them discussing the fact that she has this date he you know she asks him if he's seeing anyone and you know he says you know it's crickets and tumbleweeds and that you know he's he's thinking about going on eHarmony and but he still has feelings for this one girl. She automatically assumes that it's her, and it's not. It's come to find out, it's Marnie, and she gets very upset. Her feelings get hurt. Like burst her bubble. It was it was a little funny. No, that was that. definitely an ego <laughs> like pop, <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, that was. But we knew he wasn't talking about Shoshana. We knew that was obviously Marnie. 
He alluded to the fact last time, um, I think it was a few episodes back, where he said something about, I would never be good enough for Marnie. Like, a girl like that would never choose a guy like me. Like, let's be real. And so he kind of already threw it out there that he was very fond of her, but he didn't take the relationship seriously. He just made her his cut buddy because he knew that she wouldn't end up with him, that he wouldn't win the girl. So it was kind of him being realistic, but at the same time, uh, him being doubtful that it was even possible or even an option. Yeah. It's kind of like he was going to take what he could get, in a sense. Well, it's unfortunate, because I, I... Why wouldn't he... Why is Shoshana not good enough for him? Why is Shoshana not good enough for yeah. him? Yeah. You know, you always want what you don't have, and I think that Touché. it ran its course. You know, once you get to a point where there's too much to forgive in a relationship, I think that it's sometimes too hard to go back. And I think they're trying to move forward with their lives. That was something in the past that they're not trying to relive. And this episode really put it in perspective for me, because I definitely thought that they were going to get back together. Yeah. But they've lost their their fizzle altogether. I think it's definitely in the platonic friend zone now. Yeah. Although they may not be ready to share about each other's personal relationship lives, it's just, the spark isn't there anymore. An ex is an ex for a reason. Yeah. yeah. I firmly believe that. But I think Ray being in a relationship with Marnie is not what he expects that a relationship with Marnie would be. I don't think mm. that that would even be a functional relationship. No. no. So I think it's just that the grass is greener on the other side. Like, oh, that looks great over there. But to actually be in it, yeah. I don't think that that would, it wouldn't be a good match. It would never work. I mean, she's just too mean. Well, I don't even know if it's that. It's the, she's just Prim too complicated. Proper. She's anal. Mm-hmm. And he's very anal, too. He's very particular. I think they would be bumping heads a lot. It's like a square peg in a round hole. Yeah. That's what that relationship <laughs> would be like. Um, so we see, you know, earlier in the episode that Jess is, is giving Shoshana relationship advice. Terrible advice. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because she's got four suicides under her belt, so she's a re- she's a, an expert at this. Or you just drive people really crazy. <laughs> you know, um... She's she's something else. And uh, we see that, you know, Shoshana's very excited about this date with Scott that she has coming up. And yeah, she's, like, getting ready. And she's grooming her yeah. JJ. And what was she doing? I thought she was, like, plucking hairs out. She was tweezing. Oh, okay. She was tweezing. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. That was a, quite a scene you there. You only did that for, like, ingrowns, though, because I, I didn't understand what she was doing. She was, you know, she was, she was ladyscaping. Oh, okay. Because wouldn't you get a wax for that? Or is that like They're, the way that New Yorkers do it? That's the way a 20-something <laughs> does it on, you know, with no job. Uh, I'm hating, I'm hating. <laughs> yeah, we have, to, we have to remember, Shoshana's unemployed. That's and so, that's you true. know, waxes are expensive. But you guys at home do not try that. Do you know how no. painful it is to pluck hairs? Like, okay, maybe one ingrown, but you do not pluck all of your oh, no, hair. Oh, no, no, no. It's bad enough just going to the wax. <laughs> <laughs> one smooth move is just, ow. But, uh, yeah, so she's, she's ladyscaping and getting advice from... Um, from uh, from Jessa, and it is poor advice. And you know, we see that Shoshana goes on the date with Scott, and I'm mortified as I'm watching this date because it's it's everything you should not be doing. She is doing. I disagree with that. I so I, I know it's a, it's the cardinal rule: don't talk about your ex uh, on a date. I'm not a fan of that. I know, but you know what? It is something that I feel like is relative to the relationship because your past is 
it has a lot to do with who you it's are. It's a part of you. And so I think that that's a comfort area for people, and that's why they go there, because they want to know what they're coming from to know what they're getting. And as much as you want to say, well, I'm not that same person I was in that relationship, yeah, well, at least let me know what baggage you're coming with. Because if this person did this to you before, I'm going to be able to be a little bit more understanding when you're guarded in this area or when you're damaged in this area. And okay. I'll be able to mend that a little bit better. And so I think that those conversations are important. I don't mm. think the entire first date should be about that. Mm-mm. But I don't think that it's a topic that you have to stay away from. Although relationship experts say that you should not bring up people from your past on the first date. You should keep no. it light and fun. Light and f- First date, light and fun. I mean, down the road, yes. You you start to reveal little things here and there like, oh yeah, by the way, my ex <laughs> didn't do X, Y, and Z. <laughs> and that's why I'm not a big fan of X, Y, and Z. But you also want to know if he has like a psycho ex that's going to stalk you. And most men do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought she was doing fine the whole day until the end when she started getting really awkward about wanting to put her hands on his man parts, and it was just very he, hard so, to watch. So he started; he was the one who started talking about the ex first. So yeah. he was talking about a topic that I feel like it's only fair and balanced to do to give both sides. And because he was already on that topic, you know, now she feels inclined to talk about her experience. So I feel like. That's okay because he did it first. And her turning it into, you know, going left field and start talking about the sexual aspect. I don't know if that was like thirst. Like she just wanted to throw it out there that she is willing to have sex with him. Well, I think we have to remember that his company is based on his ex. We have to remember that. The name of his sticky rice that smells like, I forgot what she called it, um, what did she call it last uh, two episodes ago? Oh, I forgot to. It uh, like the uh, butt and vagina. Oh, Budissi. Yeah. Okay, it smells like Budissi. <laughs> <laughs> butt, yeah. ass, and pussy. For yeah. those of you at home, yeah, go so into your like Urban Dictionary. <laughs> and uh, th- so this is named after his ex. And so maybe with him bringing up the fact that his ex posted all of his emails on Tumblr, which, whoa, that's bad. That's a crazy ex. Yeah. The one that posts all your old photos, like, just puts all your information on blast, your personal (laughs) stuff. Stay away. That's not good. That's definitely not good. That, I can see why he brought up the ex. But still, it's a first date, you know? It's just not good. And, and yeah, Shoshana's an awkward character to begin with. And for her to say that she wanted to have his, you know cock inside of her slimy vagina. <laughs> it was hard to watch like her a say. It was pickle. <laughs> Where did that was like an awful, awful like metaphor though for it. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was atrocious. Yeah. A little bit. But it also goes to show her immaturity. And he laughed, which I would have done as well. I would have been like, what? I mean, every guy wants to hear that you want, they want, <laughs> they want to be, that you want to touch them there. They want to hear that. And it's a lovely thought. But you just don't say it at a restaurant, at the table, like that on a first date. Well, give it a little bit more time, too. You know, spend a little bit more time with him and then start going into, like, the sexual conversation. So she, she, she broke a lot of rules. <laughs> Big time. On the first date. Oh, big time. And but he's like, I don't really want to be having this conversation with the cast of The Good Wife sitting at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Which she was totally excited about. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, it was just, it was so, such an awkward first date. But, I don't know, I like them together. Their dynamic. Mm-hmm. I would like to see what happens what with them. I thought she brought up a good point, and I think that this episode, this entire episode, was sending a message about relationships and about exes, and 
just moving on. And one thing that she said was she wanted somebody who, you know, could teach her something, uplift her. And you hear women say that all the time. And in the course of that, in the course of her putting herself down, he did. He said, we're not going to use words like loser, worthless. And, you know, she made, she poked fun of it. But I think that that's something that's very um, commendable. And I like that you know, girl showed us that this episode is mm-hmm. look at the difference between somebody who can put you down and somebody who can almost, you know, breathe life into you. Yeah. It makes such a difference in a woman's life because we do, you know, care about what our partner thinks of us and we want their respect. And I think that she's suffering from low self-esteem right now because her she's not meeting her personal checklist that she's no. made. But mm-hmm. I think that he will definitely help her get there sooner with support. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, like, um, he is definitely going to be someone positive, and that that that's a very very good point. She another bad first date thing, negativity. Yeah, Debbie Downer. Nobody wants oh, to hear that. Nobody wants <laughs> a Debbie Downer on a first date, and um, you know she she's sitting there and lame and just it was it was just. Bad. It was it was like a train wreck. I just did not like watching. <laughs> I really just I felt bad for. Her. I felt bad for. Her. But I like that he said that that not to use those mm-hmm. words because you're right. You want someone that's going to uplift you. You want to be um, empowered. And look how pessimistic and dark sometimes Ray could be. So you know it's a drastic difference between his negative outlook versus you know how successful and powerful and. Uh, respectable this person is who's sitting next to her. And I think that she's excited about that, but at the same time, she's trying to unsell herself to him and doesn't even know it, you know? It's because Ray was her first, right? Her first everything. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, she doesn't know any better. Like, having a man, like, to build her up and help her out instead of, like, Ray can be more of a Debbie Downer, like, on her level. Like, always agreeing with her and not being, like, a man. Like, no, you have value. Every woman likes a, a man that lifts her up, and this is the guy to do it. By the way, today is International Women's Day. Hey, so go girls. Go for the guy that lifts you up. I like this guy for her. International Women's Day. Bitch. We salute ya. Yes, we do. Um... I was very, very shocked with what happened between Marnie and Desi today. First, we, we we have him come in with poor decisions. There's nothing that's so unattractive to me than a man that comes in and just spends money frivolously. Right. Especially when he doesn't have the means to do it. Especially when it's our money. It's not your money. It's our money. Yes. Our money. You ain't got a place to live. And you're spending money like that? Now I know why Clementine throw your ass out. (laughs) I mean, he's just so good looking, though. I'm sorry. He is is cute. He is very cute. Yes. I see see what Marnie sees. Yeah. He he is very cute. And, you know, he he gets it in. He puts it down. Fine gets ugly (laughs) really fast. Fine gets really ugly really fast when it starts making poor decisions. Right. I mean, he's just an irresponsible person. And I think that, too, he's lived... He hasn't had to be. He's living this artistic, you know... um, Journey because he's a musician. Well, he's so, freeloading off of all of his girlfriends. Right at the same. At the, great point. <laughs> and so you know, I think that he is not lost, but I just think that he is careless, and he would call it carefree. So I think that he was just you know being um, irresponsible. It, it was irresponsible. <laughs> Hmm. But I think, but I think he was excited and he, you know, he acted on that. And so 
I get what he did, but he didn't take his partner into consideration. No. And I was surprised at the fact that he came back and admitted to that, that he didn't want to make another choice without Marnie. And she had every right to be livid. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, first of all, he he's sitting there talking about a second and third album and then changing their sound, which is another decision that he's making without her. I mean, their sound is fine without changing it. Mm-hmm. You know, adding these pedals and, and chords and it looked like a box of junk, honestly. $2,000 for a box of junk. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, also, we don't know that world. Like, those could have been amazing chords that he believed in. Yeah. Because they were owned by somebody else. True. Magic chords. Magic chords, yeah. <laughs> or at least he believes so. But I don't know what his angle is. I don't know why he came back and was just like, I realized something today. I don't want to make another decision without you. And he proposed to her. And, you know, he said something, but he's like, I don't, I never thought I would get married until my gay cousin, you know, had the right to get married or something like that. And we hear a lot of people say that. I know a lot of friends who who, who say they don't believe in marriage because gay should have equal rights to get married as well. But I just thought that that was funny that that was his intro to his proposal. <laughs> okay, and they can trendy. get married based on what city you're in, but that that right there was, um, I think, Lena Dunham, her writing, because she, I think, has said that mm-hmm. publicly, you know, as, as her person, that she didn't want to get married until um, gay people can get married. Yeah, well, move to California so she, then. She, she wrote it <laughs> in. state, yeah. you can. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but no, the... the uh, proposal was just uh, I just I don't know we'll, we'll talk about that but, in predictions but most people would think like hey Marnie you're winning like we can't believe you won like you got the guy to leave his girlfriend when you were his mistress that's like every side chick's dream do you True. think the ring's a cubic zirconia <laughs> is diamond? that ring I don't know what that ring was <laughs> and I don't want to be the materialistic judgmental <laughs> chick but you guys come on now you would, you would not be excited to show anybody that ring like that would be one of those uh, wear it around your neck moments like from sex in the city <laughs> <laughs> you, there, there. Yeah, that wasn't. But he, then again, he doesn't have any money. Exactly. That's that's why. I'm and curious. he could have put that two thousand towards a ring if he was. You know, then she probably wouldn't have had anything to say if he would have spent the two thousand towards that ring. She would have been fine. Yeah, she yeah. would have been like, oh, well, in that case. Why, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Why, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that relationship. Um, so Hannah, we have Hannah. You know, teaching. And I just thought it was very odd for her to be hanging out with a student. Yeah, can we talk about the student, though, how it's Judd Apatow's daughter, Maude Apatow? Yes. So, And she looks so much like him. She's, like, so grown up now. But Yeah. Well, good it. plug. When your daddy's a, you know, executive producer on every show on television, <laughs> you can be in, you know, roles like this on HBO. Why roles. not? <laughs> Why not? Um, it was just, to me, I just thought the dynamic of... Uh, teacher hanging out with a student, it, it was inappropriate. No, Getting very inappropriate. It was inappropriate, and the fact that she brought her to go get a piercing. First of all, she's talking with her um, about inappropriate topics. What's going on in her sexual life in addition to what's going on in Hannah's sexual life. Yes. That would never happen in real life. But actually, it would, and I know situations of teachers who have had these inappropriate conversations, so that wasn't something that was unrealistic. Mm. I think it goes in re- and shows it's a, it was a reflection of Hannah's immaturity. I think what they were showing us was 
the level that Hannah is at, where she is relatable to high school students. So I don't think that it was an unrealistic situation. I think that it speaks volumes to the fact that she's oblivious to the things that she does and takes no accountability whatsoever and will never choose to do the responsible thing. Mm. And it also supported what Scott, the guy, oh no, what's the name of the guy who she's um, dating? I just know Mr. Parker. Okay. So it goes to what Mr. Parker was saying is like, you're crazy, you're drama, you know, and it's one thing to have, to be, uh, have a teacher's pet. You know, you can get along with your teacher, but it's another thing to spend the kind of time that she is and tell him about your dating the other teacher. Yeah. Why would she do that? It is Hannah. Yeah, you're right. It it is Hannah just being her normal, inappropriate self. Um, But to take her to go get her tongue pierced, which that was the most disgusting thing I've ever had. Oh, my God. No, that was painful. I watched in a second. Horribly painful. Oh. And then she, you know, she. we knew that she was going to flake on it. Like, we knew. Hannah's flaky. We knew she was going to flake on the piercing. Yeah. But something like that, she could have, she can get suspended or, you know, thrown out. Period. Well, not just the student, but the but Hannah can. Yeah. Like she can get thrown out from the school for that because you took a child off of school grounds to go get a piercing. The parents can come after her for that. Mm-hmm. Even Sue, you know. I mean, there's a plethora of repercussions. Well, to that. I mean, she said to her, she said, you know, we we can get the under the tongue piercing because your parents can't see it there. Okay, but when she comes home with this swollen mouth, she could barely talk. <laughs> what do you guys say? My teacher took me to go get a piercing. Well, you know, she said it's okay to change her mind because it was heinous to watch. Okay, that's that's a Hannah excuse. <laughs> it really is a Hannah excuse. But that was awful. Like that was just that that was yeah. There was no no excuse for that whatsoever. That was awful behavior. It was disgusting. But forget the fact that it's disgusting. It was a piercing. But the place that she chose it to. What if? And this is why Hannah doesn't think. What if it would have struck a nerve or something, or a vein, or something you know that could have caused a serious damage health wise to that young girl. Now Hannah's responsible for it. Now the school's responsible for it. Mm. So, I mean, she just does not think. No, she doesn't. She really doesn't think. But then again, neither do her parents. <laughs> no, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But, you know, it's it's funny because we see later on she winds up going up to Mr. Parker, and um, which I, I cannot remember his first name from the life of me. And I remember his juice box said Joe. But I can't, yeah, I can't remember what his real name is. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, she she goes to apologize to him over the what happened in the last episode on their you know first date which was really kind of crappy honestly yeah. you know they're on a first date they're having a great time and then she suggests going to this you know art show and he leaves her there because she's exactly what he said he's dr- she's drama she's nothing but drama and no guy wants to be with somebody that's drama well i think Not he brought to that up degree. a good point too though because he said, and which I said, you know, I think this whole episode was about crazy exes. He brought up the fact that, hey, I came from a situation where it was full of drama and, you know, spent all this money on her and then she battery flew in. Like, and so I think that it, it goes to show once again, you know, don't repeat the same mistakes of your past. Yeah. If you, if you can, we're getting a little static. Sorry guys. If you, if you are aware of the mistakes that you did, after reflection, you know, don't repeat those same things. And I think that's what he's trying to avoid, which mm-hmm. is very hard to do when you're attracted to crazy. Yeah. But he's like, I'm going to make different decisions, and you have already shown me that you're full of drama. And obviously that what she did was a reflection of her self-esteem. When you take your date to your exes, it, it, she blew up the spot. The, yeah, that's never good. That's never good. And that that was another uncomfortable thing to watch, because it's like... How do you, how do you, ugh, 
She's just inappropriate. She's just inappropriate. And the fact that she asked him to percolate over it over the weekend <laughs> and reconsider, because, you know, she's a strong woman and he wants her to, he wants to tame, you know, tame her down, so to speak. Like, really? Well, she's delusional. Like, yes. we know this. You guys know this. Hannah's delusional. <laughs> but I think that he said something that was that speaks to her personality and her character similar to her parents as well is that she doesn't know who she really is no and she was trying to you know convince him no no you don't know the real me and he's like no i think that you think you're somebody that you're not you're somebody else yes mm-hmm. and that's very true hannah does have this whole i don't know where this perception of herself came from but She's not realistic than no. who she really is. No, she's never been realistic about who she is as an individual. And we see that as she pursues all these different ventures. Yeah, I, it's, it's been also sad. I felt sorry for her this episode because I'm just like, wow, you really are lost. I mean, we see that when she calls her parents and she's like, am I, you know, X, Y, and Z? Am I all these things that he says that I'm a drama queen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hannah, you are a drama queen. Well, and that's the thing is that she's she is and she's very entertaining. I love her, but at the same time, she doesn't know it, and she's she's oblivious to the fact that her parents want to share something with her. If my mom says, you know, you tell her, no, you tell her. Like I'm thinking that I, I would be scared out of my mind, thinking whatever this news is about to that you know be revealed to me. But she's so self involved every single time. If you guys watch rewind every single episode, every single time she gets on the phone with her parents, no matter what it is, even a death in her family, it is all about Hannah. Oh, she okay. does not stop for a second to no. ask her parents what is going on in their lives, How are and they? they try to interrupt her every single time. And she just she's she's oblivious. She's completely selfish, completely selfish, and and I don't see that changing with her and you know especially now with this news coming out about her dad and you know we start the episode with her parents coming out of therapy and they are you know Lorraine the mother feels like they have finally made some progress because she's made her tenure and she feels that you know her husband Tad doesn't really support that because she made it before he did and that's the typical thing you know when you're significant other in that male female dynamic um Men sometimes feel a little uh, like demasculated. Uh, yeah, a little emasculated. Okay. <laughs> demasculated or emasculated? It's emasculated. Emasculated. Like, you know, he, he we teach little, you vocabulary here. Yeah. <laughs> HBO girl. Words with friends. <laughs> um, <laughs> he feels a little emasculated because you know she got it before him, and uh, that winds up not really being the case. After, of course, right as they're walking out of therapy, he's like, "Yeah, by the way, I think I might be gay," and she thinks he's full of crap, and you know, they wind up having this whole crazy blow up because she she doesn't believe him. She's like, you know, I just don't believe you. Why wouldn't you say this inside mm-hmm. of therapy? And he's like, I don't trust the therapist. Now, I can see how that can happen. Oh, yeah, for sure. Many, many times, which it's like, you know, you got to test many therapists before you find the right one. Confide in. Yeah. And it, it's like, how do you not reveal that to your therapist, to your wife? Well, there's a lot of people, I think, that have a hard time accepting their sexuality. And if it's opposite of what society says it should be or what you are even taught in your family that it should be, you know, or shame or embarrassment, you know, people don't want to be rejected. So I can see how you would hold that in inside until you feel okay with it to accept it and come out. But I think that when he revealed it to her, it was like a release for him. You know, he's coming out the closet. He's coming clean. And... I think that she was very, 
I saw a lot of Hannah in her in that moment. And I was like, that's where Hannah gets it from. Hmm. Because he just revealed the hardest thing in life, you know, to your wife. Because you know you're going to tear, tear your family apart when you do that. Hmm. And she was not receptive to it. Instead of even being hurt. She wasn't even hurt and sad about the information. Like, oh my gosh, you don't love me. You love men. It was nothing about that. For her, it was about... How can you be so jealous of me and mess up my moment? And I thought that that was very Hannah. That is very Hannah. You know, it wasn't about the disappointment, the dis, you know, the um, dissension that he's. Got. It wasn't anything related to the turmoil or what he may be feeling. And if you really love that person, you're going to try to be as unselfish in that moment. You know, that's hard news. I get it. You're disappointed, but your first instinct as a woman is, "Gosh, what's you know what's wrong with me? What didn't I did? It, you know what didn't I do?" Uh, you know, how did I not see this? She was all about her tenure. Now, this is, now, there's a little bit of Hannah in her dad also, if you look at it. Because it's like, this is her tenure. They're about to go to her tenure party, and he reveals that he's gay right before they go to this party. Great point. That's, that's a great Hannah point. moment right there. That, oh, oh my god, that's so true. You're right. It's like, wait, wait, wait. That was like the Adam moment. Yes. Let me ruin your, let me ruin your yes, day. Um, great by point. the way, I'm gay. I'm gonna ruin your party. And can we touch on how the mother cheated on the father? But oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, there was so much revealed. So they go to, they wind up going to her after party and she's upset that there's Riesling and they have this, you know, fabulous dinner for her in celebration. Because it's sweet and nobody likes it. Right, and that's true. Um, I don't like Riesling is too sweet. We agree with you. That's like drinking white Zinfandel. (laughs) You drink that when you first start drinking. Yeah, when you're a baby drinker. (laughs) Um, So, randomly she gets, you know, she's, she, she dimes him out in front of all her friends that, you know, his speech to her or his toast to her is a lie. She's like, I can't take this BS anymore. She goes upstairs, and in the midst of that, she gets pulled into the room because somebody is in love with her. I mean, this was so random. I'm like, you're ha- you had an affair summertime a couple years ago? I mean, I can see how that could possibly have happened. Um, and first of all, with them sitting at the dinner table and him ha- saying that speech... I would have been pissed too. Yeah, no, I for sure. Too. For sure. Like, he should have made it um, very short and sweet, not been so detailed after revealing what he mm-hmm. revealed to her. Right, yeah. The toast should have been, you know what, Loreen, you've worked really hard at this. You know, we are all proud of you. I am proud of you. Congratulations, cheers to you. Not. This is great for us. No, it's not great for us. You just told me you're gay. Like, that's a (laughs) shitty thing to do. You know what I mean? And um, just all... He was too detailed. And that was an ass moment for him to do that to her. Well, it was was too much about their partnership. Yes. And, you know, him being in their life. You know, my life... I I just felt like he should have stayed away probably from that stuff. Yeah. But that was definitely for face. You know, and in that moment, you wouldn't want... That to be revealed, though. I mean, no. you can't control how you're feeling emotionally, but I think that he was trying to make the best of an awkward situation by giving that speech. And and that was not the right thing to do. And that was once again, I think, another Hannah, another <laughs> Hannah style moment coming from her dad. And we see a little bit earlier when he's in the other room and Avi's showing him his book that Avi starts kind of you know poaching him for information about their relationship. I can tell that there's some disconnect between you and your wife. What's going on there? You know what I mean? To feel 
what's up? Right. And I think that's what gave Avi the go-ahead that when Lorene was like, I can't take this, and she gets up and oh, leaves the table. got it, got it. That gave him the go-ahead to be like, look, I'm in love with you still, and the more and more that I see that your relationship is in, you know, dire straits, I can, I'm just going to tell you, I'm in love with you, and I want you, which... That's going to be interesting because he's got wifey downstairs. And isn't wifey her friend? Yeah. yeah, they're all friends. It's just an incestuous, you know, friendship yeah. <laughs> going on there. They're, all they are, they're older versions of the girls. Yeah. Like, that's exactly what they are. It never ends. It never ends. It never ends. And so, you know, um, she, to her, this whole night's just a big joke. And I, I feel bad for her mom. I feel bad for her mom because that's just not cool. It's like, well, uh, all of this crap is going down. So it, what's even funnier, um, we have them now sitting at home discussing the fact that Tad watches gay porn. And that's where he realizes that, you know, he might think that he's gay. And she starts kind of prying him, you know, for information. Like, so do you want to... Now this is girls, and we're just going to preface <laughs> it with the fact that this is what she said. You know, what do you want to suck a dick? Do you want to put it in someone's ass? Like, what do you, where are we going with this? Like, what do you want to do? And now Hannah winds up calling in, and, uh, you know, she's like, you need to tell her, tell her. And he's like, I, I don't, I don't want to tell. And she just finally says, you know, like, hey, Hannah, by the way, your dad is gay. Like, whoa, talk about dropping a bomb. I think she did just to get Hannah's attention because she wouldn't shut up on the phone. Yeah. And, so, and she wanted somebody to tell. I think that she wanted to put that information out there also. Because I think usually you would be a little bit more protective of your child. Yeah. I don't think that you would have revealed that the day of that it was revealed to you. I think that as a parent, you probably need a little bit more time to digest that mourn over the loss of your husband because that's really what it is. Your love is dead after that. <laughs> you can love him as a person, but you will no, you guys will no longer be in love with each other. Yeah. And obviously he wasn't. And so I just think that that wasn't the way to handle it. I don't think her mom did the right thing either. I think she just wanted to kind of bust her husband out. Oh, yeah. Because and, you the, know, put him in the hot seat. Well, she knows that her the, the relationship between Hannah and her, you know, and Tad are very close. So that's just another way to hurt him. Yeah. By telling her. Right. It was like a dagger. It was a, it was a little oh, uppercut. Big time. So, it's, But now it, we know what the reveal was. Because when he went to go visit Hannah, when she was uh, getting her uh, master's, he had something that he was holding back from telling her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he kept implying that there was something, you know, going on in his life, but he wouldn't share. And so now we, we you know, it's been revealed to us. Because yeah. I knew that it was something. I was like, mm, they're not going to make him gay. That would be too, you know. That would be too easy. Yeah. And then they made him gay. And they made him gay. So that's how we get to predictions, ladies. <laughs> Let's get Let's to predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Alright. So, where do we think? I think the Marnie marriage uh, or proposal is a hoax. I think that he's going to be super in debt. And he's marrying Marnie to, like, take care of him, you know, the the way that he did with Clementine. I think that, I don't think that that was the aha moment, I'm in love with you. And so I think that something's going to be revealed about the proposal. He's keeping her at bay? Uh, yeah, I just think that, you know, Marnie wants to believe this, and I think that she might even give him the ring back. I don't think that he's as appealing to her as he once was. I think she's lost respect for him. Oh, definitely. I mean, we saw that a couple episodes back that she was like, I'm not really that into him. And 
you know, he, with him making poor decisions, I can definitely see her being like, mm, meh. Maybe yeah, that nothing. ring was even Clementine's ring. He just oh, it. burn. <laughs> that we would didn't not be see good. much of uh, what's her Mimi Rose this episode mm. or Adam. Mm-mm. So not sure where they stand, but we're going to see them next episode. Yes, and we see them in the we see that in the previews that. Uh, uh, Jessa is after, you know, is interested in Mimi Rose's ex Ace, and there's a little bit of jealousy that happens there. I predict that um, I see Mimi Rose going back to her ex. Oh, yes, obviously. And Adam being left in the dark, you know, being on her own. Um, I still think that Adam and Hannah are going to have another moment. I think that they still have a, a chance to get back together. Yeah, I mm-hmm. see them getting back together because they're just, you know, toxic like that. Mm-hmm. They're just definitely toxic like that. Um, as far as um, Hannah's dad, I see him having some adventures in New York because oh. he's going to have to, you know, I don't see him staying with the mom right now because mm-hmm. she's just going to lose it. She's going to go batshit. Over the fact that, you know, dad is gay and what the hell are you doing here? Well, in the previous, it shows the mom asking Hannah, is he on Christopher Street or some street? <laughs> I guess it's the equivalent to like WeHo West Hollywood, the Abbey in New York. So. Yeah. So I see, I see them like having, you know, him having some gay adventures in, you know, the city. And Hannah probably, you know, supporting it, yeah. helping him. Gay in the city and Elijah <laughs> being his like wingman. Uh, <laughs> I can see that. That would be hilarious. Let's see if the writers give us that. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Shoshana and Scott, I see that. Them just having a nice little like yummy adventure. Mm. That's I hope for the best for them. Yeah, because yeah. she like has a, still a little bit more growing up to do, and I think he'll help her with that. Yeah. So there we have it. Do we have any other predictions? No, I think we're yeah. good. I think we are good. So there you guys have it. That's our girls for tonight. You guys can um, follow us on AfterBuzz TV on Twitter. You can follow me, Miriam L. Gonzalez, on Twitter as well on Instagram, Miriam G One, and ladies. You can find me, Candy Buen, at Insta or Twitter. And you guys can play with my Twitter and stroke my Instagram at spicy underscore Madi. And make sure you guys download our episode oh. and tweet at us, but also like rate us, let us know, you know, get in on the conversation. Let us know what you guys are thinking about today's episode. Absolutely. Head over to iTunes, do that, and we will see you guys next time, sun- next Sunday for another <laughs> episode of Girls. Until then, have a good night. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.